Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Hi, this is the bad boy, Joey Janelle, and you're listening to the Going In Raw podcast, because Joey Janelle always goes in. This is the American Nightmare, Cody Rhodes, and you are listening to Going In Raw. Hey everyone, Kenny Omega here. In case you didn't know, we have an awesome kick-butt show called Stephen Larson's Going In Raw, and they're going to be supporting AEW every week amongst many other things. Goodbye and smooch. Good night. Bye-bye. Hey, friendo, Steve here. Hey, Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you'll be listening to right here at youtube.com forward slash Steven Larson and available wherever podcasts can be found. Be sure to hit that subscribe button and the notify bell next to it to make sure you always get your new going and raw notifications. We're also on the Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Steven Larson. We have a whole bunch of reward tiers over there, including $5 a month. That gets five bonus episodes every single week so far this week. We took a look at the Royal Rumble. What legends could come back? Who do we want to see come back? Who yeah. even like physically or is able to come back. Yeah. Of course, on the thumbnail, we had jacked Booker T. Man, he's looking great. I'd love to see him in the Rumble, man. Hell yeah, I'd man. I'd love to see him in the Rumble. Booker T is the best. You know, I was watching, we were doing some research for something the other day, and uh, uh, for like 10 for the win, probably. And uh, and I caught little Booker T, a little segment about him uh, talking about how he was catching heat for saying The Rock was one of the best wrestlers of all time. And he made this passing comment you know, nobody maybe, he said he's okay with the fact that nobody ever includes Booker T uh, as one of the best wrestlers of all time. I say bollocks to that, man. He yeah, is one man. of the best wrestlers of he all time. He is one of the best. Booker T's great. Anyways, uh, and so we did that. And then uh, we have some more gameplay coming up. I'm going to upload that tomorrow. Triple uh, A, uh, Lucha Heroes Del Ring. Yeah. Uh, and that the, the continuing adventures of Psycho Friendo. Although the narrative... Uh, broadened the scope significantly. It did. He's become the squash machine. Yeah, kind of. Yeah, man. He's been destroying people. Uh, so that's been a lot of fun. What did we do yesterday? No, not yesterday. The day before yesterday. We had, we did the one with the rumble, the overrun, and then a different overrun. I forget what it was. Oh, one of those we talked about. We talked about Xenobots extensively. Yeah. We talked about Xenobots a lot. Not into that. The, well, yeah, but you have to be. It's the future. No, I don't have flesh mechs. You don't want a flesh mech? No, I don't want a flesh mech. Everybody in your life, kids, wife, 
best friend. We all get flesh mix so we can live forever, Larson. Yeah, really? Yeah. Count you out? Count me out. I want to live forever with you, man. Nah. No? Nah. I have to say goodbye? Yeah. Mm. Think about life. Life has an end to it. Not huge on that, man. Not, not anymore thanks to Xenobots. Anyways. Uh, I don't know. I feel like Xenobots are just likely to be used to, 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 for mass destruction as it is for uh, medical miracles. Yeah. It's a 50-50 proposition in my mind. Well, we'll see. And, uh, and then today, of course, we've got uh, the, new, the now Patreon-exclusive Who Won Wednesday. We're going to take a look at the ratings, which should be coming up soon. And uh, we'll just take a look at both shows side by side. Uh, so, yeah, that should be a lot of fun, too. Yeah. So check that out. It's all available on the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. It's also available for YouTube channel members. So uh, if you're not into the Patreon thing, uh, you got some extra bucks, uh, kick it over to the YouTube channel membership. You get some uh, emojis, some emotes for the mm-hmm, live show, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. So good stuff. Uh, later on today, we've got a news brief coming up. Where we're going to talk about Impact's <laughs> Twitch ban. Wow. And John Cena, apparently he's seen the movie The Wrestler. Yeah. And he, uh, he's using it to, folk to, to, to draw metaphors to his own career. So that's interesting so. stuff. AEW last night. Fun show. I feel like Bash at the Beach had a little kick in its step. Yeah. Perhaps, maybe, thanks to the big news uh, yesterday that their TV deal has been I mean, extended. that's got to be really encouraging when you show up to work and you find out, hey, your hard work's paying off. Yeah, sure. You got a job for at least the next three years. Yeah. Oh, it's that's great. That's got to be great to know. I think so. I just, I don't know, man. Maybe I'm projecting. I just felt like that last night. Everybody well, had a, a little bit of a spring in their step. You know, like the, 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 I don't know if it's because it was kind of changed the last minute or, or whatnot. Like the women's tag match got off to a bit of a rough start. Um, but from a storyline perspective, in the end, it worked out kind of surprised that uh, Nightmare Collective didn't pick up the win. But then again, I'm not because Awesome Kong ended up not being in the match. And uh, maybe that's kind of why they mixed things up. I don't know. They decided to have uh, uh, the faces go over in that regard. Yeah, that wasn't the greatest thing in the world. Uh, and then there was only one other thing which I thought was like kind of... And that was the dark but order the opening, thing. The opening, oh, I thought that was great. Oh, I couldn't stay. It didn't make any sense to me at all. Here's a message from the dark order, and yeah. it's like a it's like a committee meeting. Well, I mean, it's like dude, the the the, the public face of the dark order, you know, in the recruitment videos, talking to the higher power of dark order about who they're recruiting. And the voice was terrible. Oh, I'm not saying it was like Citizen Kane level stuff, but at least they're fleshing out what their motivation is. Oh, it was bad. Uh, I think we can both agree, though, that opening match was terrific. Banger. Yeah, that, that was, was fantastic. And, no, there's, and like, I'm not going to do what Melser said. If people don't like, you know, this particular style of wrestling, that's fine. But anybody who says there's no character, there was no story or character development in this match, everything didn't watch this match. This match was all about developing the relationship of Kenny, Page, and the Young Bucks. Yeah. And was, I, thought it done, I thought it did it masterfully. That was, masterfully. Pretty, that was pretty obvious. Did somebody say otherwise? Yeah, there's people on Twitter saying, oh, this match is just all high spots. The match had no story. Well, that was Baron, Baron Corbin is just no, other people playing up the that. heel. Well, yeah, I don't that, Then they're not paying attention. They're not paying attention. Like, that's weird because clearly the story beats were like, like you couldn't, here's the thing. This was the most plot heavy match in, like AEW, they're really good at, at sort of telling, at, at laying down some plot lines via wrestling yeah it's something i really appreciate yeah that's one of the things i really like about aew which they do it like all the time this was like clear well 90 percent time anyways I mean, all carry, the time carry on uh this is clearly like the, the bit where the young bucks tagged in uh or what one of one of one of the young bucks tagged in kenny and hangman page like just put his head down like he's charlie brown yeah man the way that kenny and the young bucks were actually working together even though they were on opposite teams yeah and then like page is like huh I don't know, man. You know how people are. They just like to hate. Yeah, I know. It's weird. It is. It's very strange. And XL and XLX in that match only to get heat for themselves. Yeah. Like best friends want a hug. No, guess what? 
XLX, break that up. Yeah. Uh, you think your favorite team's going to win? No, XLX in there to break that up. I kind of appreciate that XLAX seemingly doesn't care. They don't necessarily – like, they're – they're. it's funny because they're – especially the, uh, uh, Ortiz, the crazier of the two. Yeah. Uh, he seemingly has his priorities completely out of whack because, like, winning the match seemed to be secondary – to just getting heat, yeah, um, which is kind of funny. It is funny, uh, and it's kind of on brand because they also haven't been around lately. No. But they don't seem to care about that. No, you know. No. So uh, I was okay with that. I thought that was good. Um, and then I thought the best friend. I thought uh, Trent looked great. Best friends are really good. It was a great showcase for everybody involved. Yeah, no, I thought it was really good. However, there is a before we get to breaking down the show detail by detail. So uh, as is customary these days, Paige, upon exiting the ring, grabs a beer from Subby, starts drinking it. Uh, I'm not. Gonna get, we'll, we'll talk about what actually went down with all that later. Um, Howard, during the backstage bit with SCU, mm-hmm. where he pops in inebriated, mm-hmm. he they're on a cruise. They're gonna be partying. Yeah. He is totally showing up drunk for their match next week. Yeah, because the Jericho cruise, you know, it's I mean basically a booze cruise. Yeah, <laughs> like a, he is totally gonna be drunk for that match. Yeah, how do you feel about that? Because just a couple weeks ago, just on saying, that chat yesterday, we recorded yesterday. I was like, I really like what they're doing with this, so long as they don't go overboard with it. Yeah. Okay. Pardon the pun. Yeah, right. um, uh, uh, That'd be something else if they pulled that stunt. Like they were watching. Have them go overboard. <laughs> it's going to make a succession reference, and I probably shouldn't. <laughs> um, and, uh, 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 yeah. I, mean, I guess it all depends on execution, you know? Mm-hmm. But it's probably going to be a situation. Because when you think that, you think of when that kind of stuff really happened in a wrestling ring, and, yeah. and, and it's scary. Yeah. Like when Jeff Hardy went out for Victoria yeah, 2011, terrible, and, he's, yeah. and, he's, and he's like drunk or high out of his mind. And that's a scary situation, because uh, if, if Sting hadn't just taken things in his own hands, like, All right, I'm going to put an end to this right away, uh, someone could have got hurt. Oh, big time, yeah. Um, and so I don't know if that's something you really want to directly reference or – you know, not even directly, but just kind of you know, reference any any capacity. Um, so it all depends on how 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 how, put, how they put it together. I I'll don't know. Say, I'll say this though. Yeah, no, I mean it would be it, dude. It would be the kind of thing where no, they would probably not let it ha- happen. You know what I mean? Like he'd get there drunk, and then Kenny would have to take on the entire workload, ensure that Hangman doesn't get tagged in, and then of course, obviously they lose. Um, uh, and that seemed to be like the great. That's why that's why I kind of yesterday when we were doing the preview, I kind of figured that they would go over because then you can get to the big match, the big tag title match, and it just falls apart. You know what they could do is have the tag title match. It won't, but if not main event, but close to the end instead of opening, which they seem to like to do, is uh, uh, like open the show. Uh, Kenny's there. Uh, Paige walks in, and Kenny's like, "Where were you?" Mm-hmm. Like we need, we have a match we gotta get ready for. And Paige is out of his mind, obliterated, drunk. Yeah. Like he's stumbling around. And Kenny's like, "Okay, we got an hour and a half to sober you up." <laughs> and so now we have little skits throughout the show. It's like Back to the Future Three when he tries to yeah. do it. Like yeah, yeah. So they have, you know, he's in the shower, cold water, yeah, pot of coffee, all that kind of stuff. I don't know, man. Is that is that better than? You know what's funny though is that I real the one thing that you have to. <laughs> Alex he says that Darby Allen's gonna totally gonna take a bump off the side of the ship. Yeah, I know, I know. It's gonna be horrible and awesome. Um, no, you have to appreciate, number one, like this is probably the thing that I've appreciated the most is that 
People are excited. People really enjoy the Hangman Page thing. Yeah. And it's not, it's not, oh, it's funny because he's drunk. It's, my God, the man has some dimension to his, to his character. And that's what they didn't focus on the first month or so of AEW Dynamite. It was just, oh, he sort of took for granted. It's just Hangman Page. People are going to like him because he's a young stud who can wrestle really good. Yeah. Well, no, now we get some dimension. And I really like how this is going to be. I really like how it's playing out. And you can tell it with the, you can see it with the crowd. Mm-hmm. Um, they pop for him a bit more these days, um, and uh, and yeah, it's it's good to see that some louder cowboy shit. I chance. might be like I, I I might like reverse my predict because we've had the question before: who's going to win a title first, Hangman Page or MJF? At this point, it might be pulling to even mm-hmm. because he's on he's on an upward trajectory mm-hmm. in terms of how they're developing his character will, and how he's getting I over the crowd. I will say this: if 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 there's a misstep next week with uh, drunk Hangman Page going in this match, that could potentially set things back about that. It's a tightrope. They really it's a bit have of a tight to. Rope. If they're going to do that, they have to hit that right. Otherwise, it could totally blow up in their face. Yeah, I don't know, man. I mean, you're you're right. Um, there's there's a number of ways they could play it. They don't want to make light of the idea of a guy showing up to a match inebriated. Um, and at the same time, they don't want to go overboard with, oh, this guy needs an intervention. Yeah. But I think there is there is some serious ground uh, that they could they, they could uh, traverse here mm-hmm. without going overboard. It, it's going to be tricky, though. It'll be interesting. I'm looking yeah. forward to it. It should be fun. Is that going to be live from the cruise? I don't know. Okay. I mean, I feel like with today's technology, they totally I mean, it's that. possible. Yeah. I mean, I, I think being you know out in international waters, had to bring all that production stuff. Well, I wonder how far out they're going to be. Well, they're going from hey, Miami. They got $45 million a year now, man. Miami to the Bahamas, I think. When does it depart? Do we know any soon. of that stuff? Oh, really? So soon, I think. Well before then. Yeah, I think soon. They're gonna be, are they going to be deep into there? I don't know. Maybe go, maybe Have they depart. not said if it's, it's weird? If they, if, has it been confirmed by anybody if it's know. live or not? It might depart this weekend. Okay. Um. Yeah. Might and it's entirely possible they port somewhere, do the show, and then get back on the boat. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. So uh, Hellbringer mentions this. They uh, they also had on his uh over his lower third over his name, mm-hmm. anxious millennial cowboy. Yeah, he's got the best little uh, little mm-hmm. bits on his lower third. Yeah. Hangman does. Anyways, getting this first match, we'll go through, run through the episode. Uh, as far as the, the story beats, so Kenny gets tagged in uh, when Matt's already in the ring, and Matt and at first Kenny's like. Mm. I sure really want to do this. Mm-hmm. All right. We'll keep it friendly. They shake hands, do some daps, something like that. Lock up. Uh, XLAX. They're not there. having any of that. They're yeah. not having any of that. They, they We're not friends. There. Yeah. Yeah. XLAX is in there. They break that up. They bring Matt over to their corner. Santana takes mm-hmm. something. Yeah. Great stuff. Uh, there's a lot going on. A lot. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, at one point. Uh, the young bucks are both in there doing stuff. Kenny's in there. He's almost like he's part coach, part cheerleader, because mm-hmm. he's helping out a little bit here and there. Even even when he's on the corner, he's like, "Yeah." When the young bucks are doing well, he's yeah. cheering for him. He's happy for him. Yeah. And Paige, of course, just kind of yeah, a little bit. I'm with Paige on that one, man. Like either you're on our team or you're not. Yeah. Dude. I mean, in the end, it all worked out for for he and and, and Omega. So, um, and I mentioned before, best friends about the hug. XLAX in. They lay everyone out. Again, uh, they bring someone to their corner, tag themselves in, uh, and they're destroying Matt all over the place. Take out everyone ringside with topes, dominate the match until Matt spears Santana. He goes for the hot tag. Or- uh, Ortiz pulls Nick off the apron, and then uh, Santana knocks the best friends off the apron. And uh, so, in an attempt to isolate Matt further, however, he hits a stunner off the top. 
he tags in Kenny. He lays out XLX. He drops Trent as well. We get a great sequence of double-team offense between Kenny and Hangman Page. They work really well together, mm-hmm. really well. Uh, so Hangman's taking out XLAX ringside. Kenny's about to go for the Terminator Tope. Uh, Ortiz grabs him by the ankles. Uh, Santana is in the ring. He falls up. He hits a step-up step up Tope. Um, and then we get like a bunch of high-flying stuff from Nick and Chuck. And then uh, Trent suplexes Matt onto everyone ringside. Yeah, that was crazy. And one thing about this match is like – it's not like people were kicking out of finishers left and right. If someone hits a finisher and, and, and there wasn't a pinfall, it's because someone broke it up, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. It wasn't like a PWG match where it took 15 finishers for someone to win, you know? Yeah. Let's say all PWG matches like that. I'm not saying everybody was, like, selling, you know, uh, it, as much as maybe they should have, but it was just the pace of the match. There were, I mean, there was a bunch of goofy stuff, too. Oh, which yeah. Which is, I mean, just what you could expect. It's just, it's, I mean, to be honest, it's it's fine, it's the AD. It's the AEW kind of way of doing this. We're yeah. going to be some goofy stuff yeah. worked in, like they did the uh, the great heels versus faces suplex spot. Yeah, suplex spot where they all have like a six man suplex thing going, and they're trying to get each other up. They're all locked in step, and then of course Orange Cassidy who came out to the ring with best friends. He gets in there, massive pop for him, and then you know he's the he's the difference maker. Yeah. So it happens. They do the suplex. Everybody's laid out, and he's the guy who does the kip up, and he's fine. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, that's just, that's what people, people like to see this stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so down towards the home stretch, towards the end, best friends, they hit, uh, stereo pile drivers on Kenny and hangman page, and then they hit strong zero on Kenny young bucks in to break that up. Uh, Matt's in now he's nearly super kicks page. He stops though. He stops short and there's like a bit, uh, a bit of a pause there. And it looks like, uh, hangman is going to try to, uh, clothesline Matt. Mm-hmm. Matt gets out of the way. Chuck hits uh, Page with a knee. Um, oh, Page wasn't legal. Then Page tags him in, himself in for Matt. Matt's upset. Yeah. Uh, Chuck tosses Matt from the ring. Uh, Kenny then hits a V-trigger on Chuck, and then he and Hangman Page follow with a V-trigger uh, buckshot lariat combo for the win. And after yeah. the match, there's disagreement amongst the members of the elite. At first, Kenny's there to smooth things over. Yeah. It's like, hey, just calm down, guys. It's all good. In the end, they all raise their arms in the middle of the ring. Look, man, there had to be a winner. Totally. What the heck? What do you want? Jackson's. Um, and then uh, Hangman is the first one out of the ring. First beer he sees, he grabs. Yeah. And Kenny runs up after him, takes the beer from him, gives it to some random person in the crowd. Mm-hmm. And then Hangman just kind of does this. He walks and does a loop around and goes and gets another <laughs> beer and keeps on stepping. <laughs> it was pretty funny. Oh, man. It's like, hey, the match is over, Kenny. What does it matter? The match is over. If, Let the if, man have if, if Adam Page wants to wants to have a beer and chill out after he's gotten the W, yeah, that's his right. Yeah, as I long know. as he doesn't bring the booze to the ring, as I long as he's not like inebriated in the ring. In kayfabe, the elite—they're just too much. They're just too much. Like, stop trying to micromanage everything. I don't think Kenny drinks. Uh, no, I'm talking about Hangman. Like, oh. as it relates to Hangman, like, let him do his thing. Well, maybe you know Kenny sees this this this. The reason he's drinking is not just because he wants to relax. It's because there's something going on inside of him. And granted, just it's take not up to you to make that determination. Which, could you imagine how you'd react if I ever took a beer out of your hands? Well, if you could tell I was, I was drinking to because I had some. Maybe that's some, why you're so mad at Hilton something, that time. Maybe, we were at a party and he took a beer away from me. Maybe you. I have something going on and, and you think, oh, Larson, you're just drinking to, to mask these emotions you're feeling. You need to deal with these emotions. As far as I'm concerned, if that helps you... Uh, be uh, less of a pill than by all means. <laughs> That's what you want to say. I'm going to booze you up. That's what you want to say. <laughs> Anyways. 
Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Uh, next, I felt like uh, for the first time in a long time uh, when they did the picture in picture and the commercial stuff, I didn't feel like I missed anything. Based on the timing of the show. I feel oh. like the timing of the show is much tighter this time around. I'll almost guarantee advertisers probably said something. Maybe. Because they were they, there was a spell. There was like two or three weeks there. They were like distracting from the ads so much. And even this week when Sammy Guevara started doing his uh, his uh, cue card thing, he was talking to like Vanessa Hudgens or something. They they expanded it over him. They like they ditched this, the picture in picture mm. and expanded the ad over him. I'm just speculating. If I'm an advertiser... I'm like, look, I understand if you want to do like like a match during a thing because it's easy, it's like you're there's nobody like trying to actively take your attention. But also usually like they'll 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 work the match so during the ad break action will slow down a little bit. Yeah, but they, AEW does it a lot where they do skit not skits. Okay, so for example, MJF coming out and like talking to the crowd, making the rounds. That's really entertaining stuff. Yeah. And they'll do that during a picture in picture. Yeah. Because it's not like pivotal to the story, but it's still really entertaining. Yeah. If I'm an advertiser, I'm like, dude, I don't want you to be doing entertaining well, stuff. Like this week, you know, we get a few shots of DDP backstage. It's even less this week, yeah. Yeah. He's doing yoga. So it's stuff. There's still stuff going on. You still feel like you're immersed in this world while there's commercial break going Although on. Although I'll be honest, I'd check out DDP doing yoga any day. He's incredibly flexible. Yeah, man. He was coming off of like the top rope and everything. It was crazy. It was great. Uh, and then also, I don't know if it was right after this or later on, there was a shot of MJF and uh, Butcher and the Blade like leaving their locker room. And, and uh, uh, MJF has a, a pretty tacky shirt on. Oh, that was great. I was seeing if they had it on. Uh, oh, Pro Wrestling Tees. Pro Wrestling Tees, yeah. Probably not. All right, so here's an update, man. If y'all aren't going to youtube.com forward slash Friendoville, what do we got? I put up a video today about all the Star Trek episodes you need to watch <sighs> before damn. the show Picard starts. And where do you go? You start going over your guitar pedal. Because I've heard this site. I've heard this crap before. Go ahead. Uh, I woke up, it was like 160 people would watch it. It was up for three hours before I woke up. That's disappointing. I'm disappointing everybody for not you, going to youtube.com slash friendoville. You should be happy and appreciative that anybody watched. Hit the subscribe button and then watch that darn Picard video. Only 270 people have watched it. Pathetic. Pathetic. What's it up to now? Sorry. 270. It was 220 be, when we why started. You, why don't you take this why opportunity? Why don't you don't tell me what to do? Take this opportunity instead of complaining to people and guilt them into watching it and saying, hey, 275 people, thank you so much for watching it. Hey, if you get a chance... Uh, share it with your friends. What do I care? They've already watched it. Maybe, maybe they've watched it and, and, and can vouch for the quality of it. They'll Obviously, they haven't shared it with anybody. 
I'll tell you, man. Let's talk about that shirt that MJF had on. Yeah, take a look in the mirror. What did it say? I banged DDP's daughter. Dallas's daughter. <laughs> and it had the... Oh, man. That's probably... It's like, that's going to be DDP's Snake Larson shirt. It's the one thing that he won't let. Yeah. He's like, no, you can't sell that. One person can have it. Yeah. And that's, and that's MJF. Stop kicking me. Don't play footsie with me, dude. Uh, after that, uh, Cody came down the ring for a promo. Full on Sonny Crockett. Oh, it looked great, man. Um... And then he, so he throws to the a graphic on the Tron of MJF stipulations, the trio of them. And he kind of goes through them one at a time. Um, he says, you know, hey, uh, maybe the, the, the outcome of this match against Wardlow in the cage is that people will see, uh, oh, Wardlow, maybe he's the real talent between the two of you. And maybe uh, you, MJ, or Max, mm-hmm. should be the one carrying Wardlow's badge instead of the other way around. Thought that was good. Trying to drive a wedge there between Wardlow and Max. Yeah, he started getting the crowd to chant, uh, bag boy. Yeah, something like that. Something like that. Um, then Cody goes on to say that he lives rent free in MJF's head, um, and that uh, MJF uh, needs uh, the validation of, of vets who tell me he's an old school heel that 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 tell him that less is more. Yeah. And uh, Cody says, "Well, maybe MJF the situation is he's not capable of anymore. Ooh. This is what he is." Um, and then he goes on to accept one by one MJF's stipulations. He'll accept to the cage, the cage match. Not putting his hands on Max, and then the the lashes. Yeah, he'll do all that. The lashes is the most ridiculous. It's one It's absolutely of them all. ridiculous. But that's gonna. I think that's gonna be pretty good. I think. I think when they do that, it's gonna be pretty good. I can see how it's gonna be good. Um, and then Cody says, "I want to teach MJF a lesson. I failed as a mentor, but because you know how it's gonna go, he's gonna get the lashes, and then during the match, he's gonna dole out ten. He'll lashes. get his weight belt off and stuff. Yeah. Uh, Cody says, "I may have failed you as a mentor, Max. But I'll teach you one last lesson at Revolution." Uh, this isn't your story. You are a chapter in mine. Yeah, it was a good line. It was good. Cody's got to lose that, right? You'd think so. You'd think so. I mean, I feel like this whole thing is is to to, to build up MJF. Yeah, yeah. After that, uh, after that, we had a pre-filmed Joey Janela promo. I wonder if the crowd couldn't hear this or something because there seemed to be like. Uh, like a, 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 an uneasiness in the crowd. I kept on like the crowd noise was weird during this. Mm, they still uh, may have some audio issues too. Uh, they haven't fully resolved. So he sort of runs down what's been going on. He got kicked or he got oh, sorry hit in the front area hog zone uh, by Penelope Ford, his ex girlfriend. He's like, you know, this year hasn't really started off the way I wanted it to. My record's not great, uh, or last year rather. Uh, but I got a clean slate. Next week I've got a match against Phoenix. Uh, and you're going to find out why guys like uh, 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 him are the backbone of AEW. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to show Phoenix why they called Joey Janela a bad, 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 bad boy. boy. I'm a bad boy, and you can't teach that. Wrong guy. <laughs> Wrong guy, Steve. Wrong dude. Uh, yeah. After that, we had a tag match. It was originally supposed to be Awesome Kong and uh, Mel, Nightmare Collective, taking on Chris Statlander, Hikaru Shida, and it was uh, tweeted that... Awesome Kong was under the weather. Oh, no. That's my understanding. So she wasn't medically cleared. Oh, okay. And so Brandy took her place in the match. Yeah. Um, uh, but it was basically all Mel. Yeah. 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 Um, so uh, Nightmare Collective comes out first. Uh, Statlander's down. As she does making her way to the ring, uh, Luther gets up on the ramp, and he's, like, playing defense on Sheeta, trying not to get her, let her get in the ring. And, and while he's doing that, Mel and Brandy, they jump Statlander. Sheeta, thankfully, she has a kendo stick with her. Yeah. She takes that to Luther, makes her way down to the ring. Uh, early on, she has the advantage on Mel, uh, hits that knee off chair, uh, and then Brandy distracts Sheeta. Mel hits a huge boot 
Um, and so there's this, some, quite a bit back and forth, like especially before the commercial break, it was a little bumpy at times. Uh-huh. Um, after the commercial break, it, I felt like it picked up a bit more. So Sheeta hits a running knee, Brandon gets a tag, Statlander's in two, and Brandon's like, I want no part of this. Chris hits her with a roundhouse kick, Mission Noku driver, Mel breaks up that pin, and then Sheeta uh, hits a missile drop kick on Mel's knee. Uh, Brandy spears Statlander, that gets her a two count. Mel's back in. She hits a side slam. That gets her a two. Uh, Mel goes to the top. Sheeta meets her up there, hits a superplex. Uh, Statlander follows with a running knee. That gets her a two count. As soon as Mel kicks out, Sheeta's from behind her, hits her with a, a shining wizard. And then Chris hits a moonsault, a standing moonsault, and Brandy breaks up that pin. So Statlander's going for a finish on Mel. Mel escapes. She pushes uh, Statlander to Sheeta, goes for her finish, but Chris reverses that into her finish mm-hmm. to get the win. Yeah, good stuff. Yeah, I thought they booked uh, Mel pretty strong. Yeah. Like, she's supposed to be, like, you know, another mod. Like, you already got Awesome Kong there. You got Mel. She's, you know, big and strong. Yeah. Um, well, JR kept on saying she was, what, she's got to be 6'2", 6'3". Yeah. Yeah. So, really put, uh, pushing the fact that she's very tall. <laughs> yeah. She's got a great leg drop. She did that a couple times. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, after that, we had a dark order. So was, this is a message paid for by the dark order. Now, is your issue was like it, this shouldn't be something for public consumption? Yeah, yeah, I get that. Yeah, but I thought that, and it was also like the dude's voice is like super cheesy. Oh yeah, I mean the whole thing about dark order is cheesy. Yeah, but it doesn't have to be. It really doesn't have to. No, be. No, I know. I, I for I, some I, reason they've decided to go all in on that. I know, and that's like the the worst aspect of it. Yeah. In terms of actually laying out their 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 motivation, their hit list. Like in that, that was the reason I kind of appreciated it. I thought it was effective. They, the the vessel by which they should have done it, probably could have been different. As opposed to this is should be only be something for. This is a situation where there should be not be any cameras there. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, now, if it's like some sort of internal thing that accidentally was discovered or something, that would make sense. Yeah. Yeah. But in terms of of yeah, what it. Because then it says, you know, like, hey, this is paid for by the dark art. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, right. I understand that. Yeah. But uh, in short, um, it's essentially who Dark Order is targeting. First, Michael Nakazawa. Um, and then this mysterious voice says, well, what about Omega? Mm-hmm. And you say Omega keeps a pretty small uh, circle around himself. Um, so if you want to get to Kenny, you have to get to Nakazawa. Next, Brandon Cutler. Uh, dark Order is aiming to show him that the elite can't help him. Yeah. And they had this one shot of him like yawning in the back of the car or something like that. That was actually pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty funny. Uh, apparently, they want page two. And uh, at the conclusion of all that, they should give him a bottle of booze. I know. You want to you want to gain access to his to to the dark to Hangman? vintage. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. And then he said at the end, they're like, "Hey, we're it's time to start showing how powerful Dark Order is." And yeah. Stuff. So wonderful. Yes. Well, yeah. We in what his contract's up in March. Yeah. We'll see how that, that plays could out. be something. We'll I mean, who else could goes. it be? Luke Harper. Um, I mean, that would like if he because he seems re- he really seems like he wants to. I would n- not be huge on Luke Harper. I think that he should just come in as Brody Lee. Mm-hmm. Well, that's I should say Brody Lee. Yeah. Um, this is like a cool dude. I just want to see Dude yeah. Harper. That's really all. Dude want. Harper. Yeah. Uh, I think Matt Hardy would be terrific. I think he'd be terrific. Because once you incorporate the broken stuff, with which itself is cheesy, but it's done in a really fun way, um, and he he seems to really want to do the broken stuff. Apparently, he even pitched the broken stuff back to the WWE, and they're like, "No, nah, we're good." So I don't know, man. I think Matt Hardy's one of those guys that like 
I'm not going to, I'll say it like in several ways, he's not, but in some ways that really matter, he's a needle mover. Yeah. You know, if he shows up on AEW as the leader of the dark order, people are going to tune in. They're going to be interested in that. They like the broken stuff. Everybody wants more of that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, whereas WWE just seems intent on like dressing up like it was 1999. Yeah, they want they want him to be a nostalgia act. Yeah, and so I don't know. It's it's bizarre. They wouldn't like say, okay, sure, we can do this stuff on the network. You can produce it cheap at home. Well, they did the Halloween special. Yeah, I know. I know. I don't know why they wouldn't maybe want the, to the keep him in house. Maybe the numbers weren't good for it or something. Yeah, I don't maybe. Know. I don't know. I mean, um, if 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 that's the only thing keeping him from going someplace else. You know, if all things being equal, if he would stay in WWE, if he could do, if he could, you know, do handle his own creative or some portion thereof. I would almost argue that in terms of, and this is strictly in terms of name recognition, mainstream people looking at AEW as, oh, wow, like, let me look. Here's the thing, man. Back in the the, the Monday Night Wars, it was all about who could sign who from where, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm Mm-hmm. And so if you bring a name like Matt Hardy, which a lot of people who have lapsed knows Matt Hardy, he's a bigger needle mover than even the Revival. Mm-hmm. You know, it's oh, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, guys like you and I, sure, we'd love to see, well, you'd love to see the Revival over an AEW. Hell yeah, man. For the matches, I'd be very interested, and I'd be totally cool with it if that's what they wanted. Um, but Matt Hardy, that's like a pretty big deal. It's like yeah. a pretty big deal. Yeah. So uh, it's, it's surprising me that, that they'd be like, okay, with Matt Hardy going and not giving what he wants. Uh, but then they're like, so, you know, oh, we want the revival to stay. I don't know. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. After that, we had Sammy Guevara versus John Moxley. Uh, I love how Sammy Guevara is basically the workhorse of the inner circle. He's the guy out there every week. Yep. Banger matches. Yep. Smart move on their part, and he's only getting better. Uh, John Moxley came rolling up in his fancy new... Ford GT 700 or something like that. Is that what it is called? I, I think so. It's called. It's supposed to be like $750,000 car. Fancy car. Yeah. Fancy car. Isn't it Tony Khan's dad's car? Apparently. That's what I read on internet, so you know it's true. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Sammy's starting out quick. Mox more or less kind of no-sells uh, Sammy's early offense. And we get a lot of Mox uh, in control of this match. Uh, however, uh, Sammy hits a springboard cutter. Uh, Mox rolls out of the ring. Sam Lee follows with like a great-looking corkscrew tope. He had a lot, a lot, a lot of momentum on that one. Uh, Sammy goes up top. To the, oh, he puts Mox back in. Goes to the top rope like another high-flying move. No, he just hops down. Looks over at Mox, about to slap him. Instead, Mox slaps him back. He hits a regal knee. X-plex. Gets him a two-count. They're on the apron. Uh, Mox is looking for a paradigm shift. However, Sammy escapes. Uh, hits a top rope double stomp on Mox. And then throughout the commercial break, or for a majority of the commercial break, Sammy keeps the advantage until he goes up top. Mox meets him up there. Superplex. Uh, Finish, though. Mox goes up top, goes for a paradigm shift. Sammy gets out of that. And uh, he jumps straight up to the top rope, hits a Spanish fly. Uh, Mox gets up, tries for a paradigm shift. Uh, Sammy uh, responds with a knee, follows that with essentially feast your eyes. Mm -hmm. That gets him a two count. Sammy goes up top. He goes for a moonsault. Uh, Mox catches him into a rear naked choke. 
Sammy Taps. Yeah, you got him with the tap out. Yeah, man. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, although, did did he... Mox he, showing his bona fides for blood sports, what he's doing. Yeah, there you go. He dropped him with the paradigm shift last week, didn't he, at the end of that mm-hmm. uh, at the mm-hmm. end of the segment? Mm-hmm. I love how he's... All those little dudes, they can sell the paradigm shift mm-hmm. better than anybody. Well, like uh, Mox did his uh, original Dirty Deeds, like the forward head plant DDT thing. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. He spiked himself there. Yeah. So a uh, match over, Jericho's music plays, lights go down, lights come back up, the entirety of the inner circle's in the ring. Uh, brawl breaks out. Uh, uh, numbers are too much for Mox. Inner, inner circle overwhelms him. Uh, uh, Jericho starts beating him with the AEW title. Mm-hmm. Um, and Hager the, gave him the uh, the low blow. The, the, knee, kick, the, the yeah. running knee of the front area. That's right. And then uh, Jericho goes and pulls one of the spikes off his jacket and then rams it in Mox's eye. I thought this was really well done. Mm-hmm. This is the kind of inner circle that we need, man. The vicious. Sca- the scary inner circle. Yeah, the vicious inner circle. This is what we need. I think they've been booked a little too soft. This is the kind of thing they need to do. Yeah. Maybe uh, Jericho's upset that he was made to look a fool last week. And mm-hmm. to be extra vicious. Yeah. Need for sure. And sure enough, afterwards, uh, Chris Jericho, all the inner circle they were leaving, and uh, uh, they got an interview real quick. And uh, they said, hey, it wasn't our fault. This is Mox. He brought this upon himself for all, yeah. or all the things he did last week. Uh, they had some audio issues during this particular interview. The mic sounded like it kept on cutting out. Well, that's really weird. It's weird that would keep on happening. You'd think that, hey, the, the one week, okay, two weeks, no, three weeks, you're fired. Well, it's hard. <laughs> putting on a live TV show is not easy, man. Well, yeah, I'm not saying it is, but there, there are some people out there who know what they're doing. Yeah. After that, a uh, six-man tag match, Butcher and the Blade and MJF taking on QT Marshall, Dustin Rhodes, and it's me, it's me, it's DDP. Okay, so like it or not, this is where we're at with Butcher and the Blade. They're kind of not booked all that great, are no, they? No, not, not at all. <laughs> okay, I'm just making sure no. we're on the same page. They look great. Yeah. Why are they booked like they're like second-rate henchmen for MJF and they're kind of not all that effective? Because I think that's their role right now is second-rate so, right? for MJF. And as soon as MJF no longer has a use for him, they will be disposable to MJF. I was really hoping that in this match, they would just turn on MJF and be like, screw you. We're we all, don't we're need our your money people. anymore. Yeah. Like, look at us. We don't need it in the first place. We're, we keep it pretty low-key. Yeah. Like, all of our stuff looks you know, handmade. It doesn't cost anything to squat. <laughs> right, exactly. You know, squatting is free. Yeah, squatting is free. Um, so it starts... <laughs> It starts off with MJF and DDP. You just find a house with a sign on it. Yeah, just walk right in. <laughs> You're lucky the power's still on. <laughs> um, uh, MJF's in first, opposite DDP. DDP hats off Diamond Dallas Page. He looks great. He's got his wrestling pants, and he's got the and rib he's tape. And he's got the rib tape. FBOS confirmed. Heck yeah, man. I loved it. That, that was, was awesome. Great. Uh, so MJF, he tags out pretty quickly once he sees DDP's in the ring. So DDP tags out. And MJF, at this point, he's actually you're like jumped to the barricade. He's in the crowd. Mm-hmm. He sees that DDP's tagged out. He runs in, tags himself back in so he can take on QT Marshall. Uh, eventually, Dustin's in. He gets clocked by Wardlow ringside. And then Butch and the Blade look pretty good when they're isolating Dustin. They had a moment where, the, you know, like a good stretch where uh, they had the match in control. Mm-hmm. However, uh, MJF gets back in. He's about to do the thing where someone's on like their hands and knees, and you jump up and you drop your rear end on their back. So he was trying to do that. Uh, the span of time it took MJF to jump off his feet and land, Dustin had turned around, got his knees up. So uh, MJF took Dustin's knees uh, in the front area 
across uh, the, the, the the area between uh, front area and rear area. Uh, you're talking about the taint. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Fleshy fun zone. Yes. <laughs> um, so Dustin gets back up. He clears the ring. He tries to make the hot tag. However, QT Marshall's pulled off the apron. Do we need the a bundling up. board underneath this table? Apparently, right we're here. just playing football. all in my business right well, now. Well, I'm just man. doing that. I kick my foot off the little bar on this chair. <laughs> That's what I do to keep myself entertained. Um, and so uh, Dustin power slams the blade. DDP is in. He takes it to MJF. He, blo- he drops Butcher in the blade with some clothesline. Then he hits a diamond cutter on the Butcher. Mm-hmm. Tries to hit a diamond cutter on MJF. Instead, MJF escapes. Low blows him. Uh, Dustin hits MJF with a great destroyer. Yeah, yeah, his are great. DDP hits a diamond cutter on him. Dustin makes the cover. Blade in to break that up. Uh, Dustin then takes out Butcher and the Blade with a senton off the apron. QT follows with QT special. Mm-hmm. And then DDP goes up to the top. Yeah. Hits the crossbody oh my onto gosh. everybody. Yeah, that was terrific. Oh, man. That was like awesome. 80 years old. Dude, yeah, man. man. It's awesome. Really great. And then the end, the, while the, that all commotion's going on, yeah. MJF just rolls up QT Marshall for the win. Yep, gets the roll up. Old school roll up. Yep. Nothing Less fancy. is more, apparently. Nothing fancy. Yeah, that was that was actually a really fun match. It's just that's just and that's just where the butcher and the blade are. This is where they are. SCU has an interview. Yeah, go ahead and talk about this because I know you like this. Oh, program. this was great. So SCU is even the interview before they can really say anything. Uh, Hangman Page walks in with a drink in his hand. He's obviously drunk. Yeah, and he spills some of his drink on Christopher Daniels' shirt, and this upsets Christopher Daniels. So there's a little pushing and shoving. Kenny steps in. He's like, you have to apologize. I have to apologize for my friend here. You know, <laughs> we have a match next week, and may the best man wish you best of luck. And again, sorry for Hangman uh, spilling the drink on you. It's a nice shirt you got there, Christopher. Yeah. And he walks out. And uh, and that was pretty much that. Mm. And, and Daniels is like screaming, oh, hey, I'm going to send you my dry cleaning bill or something. It's just like an SCU t-shirt. All you got to do is put it in the wash. He probably grab five of them backstage. I spill stuff in my shirt literally every day of my life. Yeah. I am a mess. Yeah. And all I do, I put it in the washing machine. And then I, I wash it, and then I it's forget like about it at night. Oh. And then the next morning, I have to rewash it because otherwise, it's, if I put it in there, it smells like mildew. It's going to smell like mildew. That happens at least three times a week. Yeah. I'm a mess. Yeah. But. In the day, though, you wash your shirts, and they look basically brand new. Look at this. You know how many mustard stains I've had on this shirt? Legion. 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 And so, Paige, I'm willing to bet uh, two bits, I guess. Two bits. It's 25 cents. Yes, the Hangman Page is going to show up drunk for his match next week. Isn't that weird that a bit included it's 12 and a half cents. half cent? 12 and a half was cents. It a, was a bit really a thing? It was a really thing, right? One I bit? Know. I don't know. You'd think know. if two bits was a thing, then you could have break it down to one bit. Break it down. Dun, 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 dun. Uh, so after that, we had uh, the main event. Was it the main event? Yeah, this was the main event. Man, this that was a great event. match. Pack versus Darby Allen. Holy moly. That powerbomb on the steel steps. That was ridiculous. That was cool. Uh, if I'm Darby Allen and I do a coffin drop from the top mm-hmm. to the bottom, mm-hmm. uh, I'd want Pack there to catch me. Oh, yes. Because anybody else might have just sort of rolled with it and then you just screwed. Yeah. But Pack essentially caught him 
with his pectoral muscles, yes, and they won't massive, and they went bath together. It is massive pectorals. That yeah. sounds like a, it would be a scene with a powdered toast man. <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly. I think he did do powdered that. Toast. I think he did do that with his butt cheeks. With his he? butt cheeks. Yeah. yeah, he caught he caught Darby Allen in a coffin drop with yes. his butt cheeks. Yeah. Somebody, okay, can somebody out there draw that for us, please? <laughs> powdered toast man catching Darby Allen's coffin drop there with his go. butt cheeks. That sounds like a chat trivia. I'll prize. send you out some. I'll send you out some. Um, so early on, there's this great sequence, fast paced, doing all sorts of crazy stuff. It kind of ends in a stalemate, but like immediately, as soon as you think, oh, they're going to take a breather. No, Darby hits Pac, Pack with a drop kick, and then Pack responds with backbreaker. Man, Darby Allen's got the best suicide dive in the business because oh, he, he pretty, does. pretty much does a leaping shoulder tackle. Yeah, that's what he does. There's no, and he has to, yeah. It's 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 the best when he does it on the side of the ramp yeah. because he can show just how much. But I'm telling you, man. Has him and Phoenix had a singles match yet? Not AEW. They need to take that. That's the match. That's the match I want to see at uh, at uh, Triple Mania. There you go. Because they got that partnership. Darby Allen. Let's start petitioning somebody somewhere. Let's let's, let's let's do our dream card for Triple Mania. Darby Allen, Phoenix. See who can get the most air. Who can get? Who can launch further into the crowd? Can you launch over the widow's head? There you go. <laughs> <laughs> On a suicide dive. Yeah. Oh, this part was rough, though. So uh, Darby goes for Rana off the apron to Pac. Pac catches him and then uh, swings him into the ring steps. <laughs> yeah. Moves the ring steps away from the ring. Yeah. And then powerbombs oh. Darby Allen onto the ring steps. That was nasty. Yeah, Darby got a nice cut in his arm he from that. He did, yeah. That was Ow. ugly. Ow. And so uh, Darby beats the 10 count. Not surprisingly, Pac maintains control through the picture-in-picture commercial break. They come back. Uh, Pac tosses Darby from the ring only to throw him into the barricade. Yeah. He's got to get one of those in each match. Uh, gets him back in the ring, follows a missile drop kick, uh, gets a two. Uh, Pac puts Darby on his shoulders, fireman carry position, climbs the second rope. Uh, Darby elbows uh, Pac a couple times, hits a crucifix bomb on the second rope, which is awesome. Uh, Pac rolls out onto the floor, aforementioned coffin drop mm-hmm. from top rope to floor. Powdered toast man spot. Yeah. Uh, Pack gets back in the ring, beats the 10 man. count. Darby follows the stunner. Code red gets two. Pack rolls out of the ring again. Uh, Darby goes for a baseball slide. Pack pulls the apron away, so he slides into the apron. Uh, kicks Darby. Toss in the back of the ring. Huge clothesline gets two count. Uh, Darby's going. This part was great. Darby's going for a springboard coffin drop. This is a match that had like a ton of selling, too. Mm-hmm, yeah. Like, I'm listening to all this stuff, and it sounds like. Uh, this is more or less the match beat for beat. Yeah, yeah. But it was, it was over the span of like 15 minutes. Mm. And it was great. Yeah. Um, so uh, Darby's going for a springboard coffin drop. Uh, Pack catches him right to a German suplex. Falls with a nasty that power bomb. That power bomb was ugly. It was beautiful, but it was yeah. ugly. Because it like, it, yeah. So he landed right on the top of his shoulder, basically. Yeah. His head. That gets him a two. Uh, Pack goes up top. Darby is like grabbing at his legs, trying to hold on. Uh, eventually climbs his way up to the top. Uh, Pack headbutts him off, hits a black arrow for the win. Even in defeat, hell of a showing for Darby Allen. I know, but I want to stop saying that, man. It's going to happen, man. At least one high profile. It can't be against a Joey Janela or even a Phoenix. It's got to be against, like, even a Pentagon. It's got to be against somebody who, like, could conceivably be in the main event scene. Well, I mean, I think Phoenix and Pentagon could. They conceivably could if they just won matches and had some decent creative. If Pentagon spent less time making fun of Christopher Daniels' botch. Yeah, I don't want him to do that. <laughs> <laughs> so Tony comes down to the ring to interview Pac. 
And Pac's like, I'm number one contender. You see what happened to Mox? He's yeah. too jacked up. He can't wrestle next He's week. He's not fit to wrestle. I'm the number one contender. Um, and then Tony says, hold on. We go backstage. There's some commotion. <laughs> Tony cuts him off. Hold on. See, he's like in the middle of a sentence. Hold on, Pac. Man, why didn't Pac put him in the rings right there, man? I know. Brutalizer right there. So we cut backstage. Mox is being put in the... He's in the ambulance. They're closing the doors. Uh, starting to drive off. He starts no. trying to figure out door handle. And he starts kicking down the door. Yeah. And he starts uh, like marching to the ring. He has a microphone. And he says... Nah, Pac's not going down like that. I don't care if I got one eye, no eyes, two eyes, three eyes, whatever. I half dead. I'll be there next week. I'll kick your ass. Title shot belongs to me. Yeah. Man. And thus concluded AEW Dynamite. Yeah, that's good stuff. It's good show. Real good show. Really good show. Really good show. All right, let's let's answer. And I got a scoop for you. I've got a scoop for you. Oh, Zach Hughes ninety four asked Steve, "Do I have to watch the whole Star Trek video for it to be a view? I think it's just thirty seconds, right?" Why would you not want to watch the entire thing? I don't hey, understand man, the maybe premise he's not of the, in the question. Star Trek, and he's just trying to help you out. Ah, uh, man, See, here's someone's hey, trying to help you out, and you're just complaining. If you're not into it, man, it's totally cool. You don't have to watch it. I appreciate it though. No, I think it's for YouTube. Technically, it's thirty seconds, but. If you watch the entire thing, it boosts my watch time, uh, my percentage. So, so if you're not into Star Trek, just turn it on and you go do other things. Yeah, just you know, go take a deuce or something. When you need to crap, turn it on and go crap. <laughs> That's what I ask. All right. All uh, right. Let's see here. I'm going to get on this. I totally forgot about the Discord when we did the NXT <laughs> oh, thing. Yeah, what usually happens, though. So, no, it's not. I'm, oh. I am very good to those people. Those weird mutants in the See, Discord. Proving that you're not very They're so... De- you know, I've confirmed with Cody Miles. He said that literally nobody in the Discord wears deodorant. You can get access to the Discord on the Patreon. Maybe if we get some clean people uh, on the Patreon uh, to get in that Discord, it'll start cleaning up a little bit. That's why I never go there. It stinks. <laughs> Who is this? DJ Booty Dan. In honor of Steve being a mess with laundry... Give us a list of wrestlers that would have gotten a better push with fresh, with a fresh wash or dry clean or even Luke a Harper. better outfit. Luke Harper, for sure. That, his wife beater always looked disgusting. It was gross. Him, yeah, Rowan Smells. Um, he's getting a push now. He is getting a push. Maybe he took a shower. Uh, Bastion Booger. Ew. Uh, Festus. <laughs> Although he's got, he's, now he's tag team, or he was tag He's yeah, best tag team now, in the world now. Now he's Luke Gallows, yes. Uh, Rick Coe. Why do you guys think the women's division is some pa- subpart of the men's? I guess in AEW, Chris Statlander is great, but other than her, I'm not interested in any of, any of the other women. Thanks, friendos. I just don't know if they found... I know Kenny talked about this. Like They don't know who to kind of build around yet. Yeah. Um, I think they're, I think the roster is decent. Yeah, I think there's a lot of really good talent in the roster. They have some really good talent in the roster. Um, but I, I, it just seems like the division right now kind of lacks a bit of focus. Story-wise, it has gotten off to a very slow start. Mm-hmm. That's totally true. Um, and, and I think that's that's more a reflection on the creative behind the division as opposed to the, the quality of the division itself. Yeah. And yeah. I think once they kind of you know figure out, all right, who would kind of be the, 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 the cornerstones of this division, who are we going to build around, um, Right now, I still kind of feel like even though, what, four months in, they're kind of in a, still in a get-to-know-you phase. Mm-hmm. Or they're still trying to introduce these characters. And, and, and as such, there's a lot of, lack of a better term, 50-50 booking going on. Like, you look at the rankings or the all-time records, they're all kind of around 500, say, for Statlander. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's just like you said, it, it lacks focus. Um, I mean, honestly, some, there, should, there should be some sort of change there. 
Mm -hmm. really should be, Mm -hmm. you know, because right now it ain't working and it doesn't really feel like it's on track to start working anytime soon. But there's like Riho's great. Statlander's great. No, the talent is I like Sheeta a lot. She's really good. Awesome Kong is there. Awesome Kong's there. She's great. Rose is good. Great. Um, yeah, no, there's a lot of good talent there. Mm-hmm. It's just it, the creative is not. This hasn't, hasn't come together yet. It hasn't. I hope. Hopefully, it does, or a change is made. Yeah. Alex C here in the Discord says, "Steve, you're so correct. I couldn't agree with you more. Discord smells disgusting. Literally, <laughs> that's what he said here, right there. So I don't know. He put you guys on blast. That's not me. That's Alex C's verbatim words. Uh, Thomas Dunnigan. Let's say AEW has decided to do only two man booths for commentary and dynamite in their upcoming show." Who would you like to see as a commentator? Taz, 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 and Taz. Excalibur and Taz. Taz has signed a multi-year deal with AEW. Excalibur and Taz. Yeah. I want there to be a situation where on Dynamite they'll keep JR and Tony and Excalibur. And when uh, apparently it's dark, it's going to start. They're going to transition that television. I read that yesterday. Oh, it's going to be dark. Yeah. To TV. Yeah. Okay. Well, they're going to kind of rebrand it and 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 you know put some more behind the scenes type segments in it. Oh, that's cool. And then, uh, as a whole, it won't be on YouTube anymore, but they'll still have segments. That's, I think someone from Warner mentioned that in something that came out yesterday after. Oh, okay. Break. I didn't read that thing, but okay, cool. Um, so have Taz, the play of Taz and Excalibur do those matches. And then, since they play You think they like, take Excalibur off of play by play? Because he's so good on Dynamite. I'd be kind of, I don't know. No, no, he'll do both. Oh, you think he'd do both? Yeah, I think he'll do both. Right. I mean, just imagine if, if the commentary team on Dynamite was Tony and JR. Like, nothing would get called. <laughs> They would just be I know. joking with each other. I know, exactly. Uh, <laughs> it's funny. You need a grown-up in the room, and oddly, that grown-up is Excalibur. I know. Who'd have thought? Uh, uh, Tim Whalen, why can't fans just be cool? I was there last night, and the guy directly behind me during Cody's promo just kept screaming random things, uh, like Brock Lesnar chant. Uh, What's the most annoying chant you guys have had at a live show? It's probably I that hate guy. hate that stuff. That guy, when we went to the double raw tape, he, he was three sections yeah. over. Yeah. That was screaming at JoJo the entire time. Oh, and dude, it was the double taping, and it took them until the second taping to get his ass out of there, they had apparently some sort of stern talking to because he did. He, he, he came back for like thirty minutes. He didn't make a peep. He didn't make a peep, and then he was gone. Yeah. Then he just left. Yeah. Man, every damn show, there's always some jackass who just doesn't know how to be cool. Mm-hmm. It's not a difficult concept, man. I know. It's not a difficult concept. I know. Uh, Adrian C., why does AEW continue to bring in these big, bad factions only for them to have the lose right away? The Butcher and the Blade lost their first two matches before finally getting a victory against retired DDP, a jobber, and Dustin. They did the same thing last night with the Nightmare Collective. Doesn't make any sense. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. Yeah, it's not It's not good. Those are that, That's some of the... You, you, just, you just described two of the weaker aspects um, that we've seen in AEW. Um... You know, and I look, you, you got to go back to this a little bit. It's still a new company. They're still figuring things out. Mm-hmm. Uh, it ain't going to be perfect now. It ain't going to be perfect later, but hopefully it will improve. Yeah. But that is a, that is definitely a valid point. Um, Anthony F. Content. Hey, friendos. Beyond names like Jericho, the Elite, and a few others, I'm struggling to get invested in AEW. I have zero interest in Dark Order or the Nightmare stuff. Uh, what do you think is their biggest issues with getting fans like myself invested? Also, aside from adding talent, what can be done to improve the women's division should Kenny hand the book over to someone else? 
And would it be great if they actually had a woman had a woman book the division and create stories from the female perspective? Like you said, it, the women's division just needs focus. You have your champion. You don't see her a lot. That's problem number one. Mm-hmm. Uh, problem number two is who the hell is she feuding with right now? Nobody. Nobody. Yes. Who is the number one contender right now? Uh, I think it's Statlander. Is it still? She hasn't. Not no. They said Sheeta was last night. Okay. That's a problem. So basically, the entire creative of the women's division is kind of a problem. You just need to do this. You got your champion? Establish who the number one contender is. Or have somebody challenge the champion. And there you go. You got something. Yeah. Then you can do that. You can build around that. And then around that, you have other feuds going on. Yeah. So like, I think AEW, and I've said this several times, I think AEW is most effective when they don't, like the Dark Order stuff and Nightmare Collective stuff. Where they go to some kind of cheesier storylines, it just doesn't work. Here's the thing: your women's division is not even that large. I would do this. So, like, one of the better thing. Remember, like a year ago, when two hundred five was pretty darn good. Like week yeah. to week, it was, yeah. it was pretty good. Good show. They kept it. They had one hour a week. They have a smaller roster. They were. It was very simple. It was about the chase for the title. Yeah, that's what you do. That's what you do because they're, they they focus heavy on tag teams. So there's always like two or three tag team matches. They've got a really great upper uh, men's division, uh, and they don't do a whole lot. Like you got the Janela stuff, and you always got Darby Allen in there. But there isn't much of like a mid division right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you sort of take that philosophy, like just make it simple. Make it about competition. Competition over the title. That's yeah. it. That's all you got to do. And that's what we thought was going to be the situation going into it. Like wins and losses matter. There's going to be rankings. Yeah. And and I think when. Well, like half the women's division is tied up in the dark order and the, the collective stuff. I know. And it's just not working. Yeah. It's just not working. Uh, Alex C. also asks, so since you're into censoring, how long should it take until Chucky e. T says the S word on TNT? That should be a big moment. Should wow. be a big deal. Wow, that's what I say. Yeah, I think it should be a big deal. Yeah, that would be a big deal. That would be a big deal. Yes. Uh, James Fletcher, what is your guys' favorite AEW guys? He says money, but I I don't know what that means. He says are SCU best friends and Cassidy, and I don't know what this question means. Yeah, I can't figure it out either. Um, as far as getting back to Anthony F contents question a little bit. How do how do they bring in fans struggling to get invested in AEW? To a certain degree, I don't know. Like they are doing their thing, and I'm not sure how much they're gonna vary from that. Like I think that hopefully their stuff will improve. Mm-hmm. Like hopefully the women's division will improve. Um, if you watch it. Like for a couple of weeks, and it's just not your thing. That's fine. I'm not sure they can do anything else, uh, like inherently at the core of their product, to try to sway people. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. at this point, it's still I think kind of about exposure and 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 showing people that hey, we are an alternative to the WWE. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I don't. I don't know that, that they're going to stray away from what they're doing at their core right now. Yeah. Sometimes you don't like something, you just don't like something. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh man, uh, Naked Midian says, "Hey Steve, I'm subscribed to Friendoville and didn't even know about your Star Trek video until you talked about it." 
Well, you got to hit the notify bell and then click on all. You'd think that if you hit subscribe, you'll actually subscribe to it, but maybe that's not, maybe that doesn't happen. Oh, with my gosh. Steve Klein, hey, friend, knows we consider booking a cabin on the Jericho cruise in the future. I, I would maybe consider it, but I, I don't know. Have you ever been on a cruise before? No. It was fun. I've been on one. Okay. It doesn't bug you being on water? No, it was steady enough. Okay. It's a larger vessel, so it didn't, I didn't get seasick at all. Also, I was drunk pretty much the entire time. If I have, like, my own cabin... Yeah. Uh, yeah, I guess I, I'd either go on, like, a Star Trek cruise or a wrestling cruise. I didn't have my Not own. just I, a regular I cruise. I shared, like, probably the smallest cabin with, like, four other dudes. Yeah. It was only for a couple of days. Yeah, I'm sure that was fine. I knew I wasn't getting a whole lot of sleep and going into the, You're, the whole thing. You were in your 30s back then. Too. Yes, now I'm in my 40s, and mm. that would pretty much be the end of me. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Um, let's see here. The Mayor Pete says, Thoughts on AEW having the woman in the bikini in the lifeguard chair ringside? For all their talk about celebrating women's wrestling, putting that out there is a little cringe. I thought it was fine. She seemed happy. She got like the best seat in the house. So, I don't know. Were there people, did you notice that, like on Twitter, people were complaining really see about it? it? Up when I saw it, I was like, oh, that's kind of, uh, that's like an archaic touch, but. Yeah, a little bit. I don't know. I, I don't really care. <laughs> so they didn't have, like have her doing anything like gross or anything. No, she was, was sitting there. Good looking bikini uh, uh, lifeguard. Mm-hmm. Is that what they call lifeguards? Yeah, yes. lifeguard. Yes. You know, what if somebody got hurt? Would she run down <laughs> and done some she resuscitation? She didn't have the, the little flotation device like they did in Baywatch. Though. <laughs> yeah. I mean, should they have maybe had a dude, too, to even it out and yeah, calm sure. everybody's tits, maybe? But, I don't know, whatever. That was what it was. All right. It was a good visual. Anyways, uh, so, yeah, that's the show. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Let's see if Discord... Oh, Discord has one more thing here from Cody Miles. Uh, since Dynamite is going to be from the Jericho Cruise next week, are you still okay with your decision not to go? Yeah. I don't even know. Was it even a decision? We never even talked about going. No, not really. So, yeah, I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. Anyways, thanks, everybody, for tuning in. We do appreciate it. And until next time, we'll talk to you later. Goodbye. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.